Hey guys, welcome back to Mama Uncensored. This is part two of my special guest, Hillary. Hey. We talked about a lot in the first one. Yeah. But, um, Got this pretty one, intense. I know, it did get intense. <laughs> but no, good. All in good, though. I think, I think you would help some people. A lot of people, actually. And okay. they will probably relate to you. So, no worries. <laughs> um, so this part of the podcast, we're going to be talking about my labor and delivery story. And how Hillary plays a huge role in that. <laughs> so, I just want to do a little backstory on me and my birth plan. What I <laughs> wanted to happen. Um, okay, yeah. So, I had got a call from my job, Mom Life. <laughs> so, I had to pause it. <laughs> Um, I'm a flight attendant, so I had to take that call. If I wasn't taking that call, like, your girl wouldn't have a job. So, um, so back to my my original your birth original. plan. So I remember telling Hillary my birth plan was that I wanted to labor as much as I wanted at home. I didn't want an epidural because I had an epidural with a Tina, and I did not like that experience with Tina's um not that I didn't like the experience, but I didn't like being confined to the bed. Yes. I was confined to the bed. They had me on different medications for like high blood pressure. I think they gave me Pitocin. Mm-hmm. They gave me all this different <clears> stuff. At the end, they gave Pitocin. Yeah, but I had to stay in the bed. I couldn't get up from the bed because I was um, connected to all those mm-hmm. things. Um, so I was just laying in the bed and all that pain. And I was I got to nine and a half centimeters. And then that's when she asked me for an epidural. And I was like, yes. And I took that nine picture. and a half. I know. <laughs> I almost exploded there. <laughs> My mom was no. We we just go to ten. So <laughs> I was at nine and a half, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And so yeah, I had I asked for that epidural, and then and then I had Atina. Um, so with this pregnancy, I just wanted it to labor as much as I can at home, and then you know, go natural. That was the goal. So that's fast forward to. My job, I'm a flight attendant, I told you guys that. Um, towards the end of my pregnancy around August, I, I was, my feet were swelling up a lot, but I thought that was just due to flying, because yeah. mm-hmm. that happens when you fly the pressure, yeah. Yeah, the pressure that, the, in the cabin. So my feet were swelling up like huge, and um, I was drinking a lot of water, I was resting when I could rest, and I remember the last flight I took, um, it was an overnight to San Diego. So Florida to San Diego is five hour flight. So five hours I was in the in the air in the aircraft and then five hours back home. So that's ten hours. Mm-hmm. So I remember coming home for that one. I'm like, oh my god, I don't think I can continue because my feet felt like balloons. Like I was walking on like balloons. Mm-hmm. I was Water like, balloons. Like, literally, yeah. I was like, this is this is Insane. not okay. This is not okay. And I had flats. I was wearing flats. Ugh, so I wasn't wearing no. my heels. I was wearing flats. But so. you had no. What do you call that? Like a cushion? Yeah, like a yeah. stability. <clears throat> and there were Crocs too, so they were supposed to be super comfortable. But mm-hmm. no, my feet were not having. They were not <laughs> having it. So then I made it. I remember making a video on Instagram and posting it, and I like I pressed onto my foot because they hadn't gone down. I elevated my feet. Put my I had the birthing ball. I put my mm-hmm. feet up on the birthing ball. Like I did all the things I was supposed to do, and my feet were not going down. And I remember like pressing on my foot and like my my imprint, my imprint would stay. So then I had my appointment on Thursday, and then they were like. My doctor, which is amazing, he was cool. He was like, um, "Yeah, let's try to test you to see if you have oh, preeclampsia." Yeah. Such a good doctor. 
Um, so I was like, okay. So then he had me do the urine test. Mm -hmm. So I did my urine test for that that weekend, which I, I think about it now. I'm like, I, hate, I had to have that gallon, and I had to pee in the gallon all weekend. And so then fun. Ever for 24 hours, I'd collect my urine, and then Monday I gave the urine sample over, and I think I was at 37. No. 35 weeks, I think that was that. 35 yeah, you weren't, weeks. you weren't 37 yet. Yeah, I think it was like 35 weeks when I did that. Then I had to wait for those results. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait for those results. And then they came back and he was like, yeah, you're preclaptic. Um, and then he said that he wanted to go ahead and induce me. Mm -hmm. I was preclaptic because my, 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 urine, my urine levels were high in protein. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, my blood pressure. Yeah. My blood pressure was um, slowly elevating every single time I went. Yeah. Which, so those are the, the main um, symptoms of preeclampsia would be yes. high blood pressure throughout the pregnancy or maybe just at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Swelling of the feet, swelling of the nose, the hands. Yeah. And the, when you get tested, the urine and the protein, protein in your in urine, urine was high, was elevated, which... I was like, this is going against everything because he told me the only way to cure preeclampsia is to have, have the baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this isn't going how I want it to go. <laughs> and you know, it's it's interesting because she, being my client, I had eclampsia. I had preeclampsia when I had my first daughter. Mm -hmm. and she had the blessing of finding it early on. Her doctor found it really early. In my case, they found it right after my water broke when I got to the hospital. And it developed into eclampsia, which is like extremely yeah. high. It's like mm -hmm. the most severe case of it. And if it, well, the most more serious part of it, and if it goes any longer, if your blood pressure rises to, I remember I'm saying my blood pressure was like 200. <gasps> it was through the roof. Oh um, I had an epileptic uh, seizure during oh. labor. So preeclampsia is not something you want to play with. Yeah. You want to make sure you get your... Get checked out get if checked you see out, any yes. swelling and high blood pressure or or just all those other symptoms. Sometimes you have like foggy vision. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of things. So if you hear preeclampsia, make sure that you get it checked out and don't play controlled. With it. Yeah, don't play with it. And rest. That yeah. was another thing. Yeah. It forced me to rest because mm -hmm. he was like, just lay down, just um, elevate your feet, <clears throat> just, you know, mm -hmm. take it lightly. Yep. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take it lightly. And it was funny because I do remember, I think it was 35 weeks to the next appointment, which was 36 weeks. Um, when I checked my, my blood pressure at that appointment, he was like, oh my gosh, your your blood pressure is perfect. What mm -hmm. have you been doing? And I'm like, nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally. Was, literally nothing. I was laying in the bed all day. I was sleeping. I remember it was um, Atina's father's weekend, so I didn't have to worry yep. about Atina. Mm -hmm. And I literally did nothing, guys. Like, just Netflix and chills and laid on the couch. Awesome. Like the real version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Real the real Netflix and chill. And chill. <laughs> like, not the chill other chill. But yeah, <laughs> literally did just nothing. And he was like, well... That worked. He's like, that worked. But still, because of the protein, he was like, no, we're going to induce you at mm -hmm. 37 weeks. So this is Thursday. And he was like, we're going to induce you for Tuesday. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And I remember calling you or texting you. And I'm like, really? She was a little yeah, distraught because she didn't want to get induced. I didn't. I didn't want to have to do the whole sitting in the bed. They're going to put me mm -hmm. with the drugs. And I got to sit there. And I got to wait for the pain to come. And then when the pain comes, I got to sit there and take it. Like, I didn't want to have to go through all that again. But this is one of the reasons. <clears throat> like, this is one of those exceptions that you say yes I gotta you do need it. to do it yeah. because it's a life or death kind of thing mm -hmm. the only thing that cures eclampsia or preeclampsia is when the baby comes out yep so if you are telling you're told that you have to be induced like and the reason is legit like this one yeah then, then you obviously have to gotta do what I gotta go do it. 
So I remember praying about it and I'm like, all right. Girl, I prayed so hard. I'm like, all right, Lord, like whatever, whatever route that has to have the baby, as long as it be healthy, happy, I'm, I'm okay with it. And I remember talking to Zoe and I'm like, all right, Zoe, I need you yeah. to come. I need you to come. Yep. <laughs> I was like, whenever you're ready, I am ready. Mama's ready to meet you. Daddy's ready to meet you. Everything's set up for you. Like we're ready. So that was Thursday. Um, and then Friday, he had me come back because he wanted me to do, um, what is the stress test called? Is it EKG? I don't the know stress test? The stress test, yeah. Um, he wanted me to take the stress test. It was, there's another big word for it, but basically stress test where they put um, a monitor around me and I had to um, sit for 20 minutes and they monitor the... The baby's um, fetal yeah. movements and all that. And the heartbeat. And the heartbeat. contractions. Yeah. yeah. So he wanted to do that. Cause I guess that was a, a thing that I ha- had to be done before. Because if I didn't do it then, then I would have to do it the day of the inducing or whatever. So mm-hmm. he just had me do it. And then um, at the end of that, he came in the room and he was like, oh, you're contracting. And yeah. I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, you're having contractions. You're having active contractions. And I'm like, I wasn't feeling anything. Nothing at all. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then... Um, he was like, if you feel that you need to go to the hospital, go to the hospital. Just tell them that I'll propose to be induced, but I'm, but I'm having contractions or I feel it, whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So that day, which was the Friday, we decided to go to Tampa because, <laughs> because Darius's sister wanted to treat us. Um, there was a new soul food place mm-hmm. <laughs> in downtown Tampa. And I was like, okay, cool. So we went all the way over to Tampa and... We had dinner, then it was great. We had I got ice cream after that. Mm. It was great. We're was your appetite big that day? Yeah, it was. When you look back yeah. at it, yeah. I was good. Yeah, I was I was perfectly fine. Um, so we sat down, we were downtown, we walked back to the car, and Atina asked to spend the night with um Darius's um sister and um her daughter. And I was like hesitant, I'm like, okay, well that's fine. I was like, I was like, um I, in my back of my head I was thinking, like, well, what if I go on labor? But then I was like, eh. It's fine. Yeah, you can stay. It's one mm-hmm. day. We'll come. And I was like, he'll come back and get her tomorrow. No big deal. And then that night, driving back home, was the longest drive from Tampa. Tampa is only an hour away, but I feel like it was the longest drive home. And we both looked at each other and were like, "Dang, don't the, where's the exit? Like, like keep on moving it forward. Like, what the heck? Like, it's been a long day. And I, in my head, I was like, we were so calm, but like that drive home was the longest. And so we got home around like 10, 30-ish or whatever. I do a little laundry. I put laundry in. I sit on my birthing ball and like um, I'm watching Netflix and I'm folding the clothes. And then Darius says, oh, I'm going to try to put the car seat in the car. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, go try to put it in or whatever. So he puts the car seat in the car. I'm still bouncing on the ball and I'm like doing my thing. And then he comes back in the house. He goes like, I don't think I did it right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, so I go outside. I go outside and like I, I'm like halfway in the car, halfway out, <clears throat> and I'm like bent and I'm like looking at it and I'm like yeah, and I feel like a trickle and I'm thinking to myself, did, did I just pee myself or like I was like maybe I just pee myself. So then like I stand up and when I stand up, nothing really happens. So then I'm like okay, and so then I want to take a step forward. More trickling comes and I'm like I think it's it. I think this is it. And then he's, that's hilarious. He's, and he's on the opposite it's side of the car. It's it. it's I'm like I think what does this that is mean? It. I think this is it. He's on the opposite car. He's like what do you mean? And we're, it's in the dark. It's dark. It's 11 o'clock at night my, my, by by this time. Yep. And so I'm like and I was knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so then 
I was like, oh my gosh. And then like I, I start walking to the door and as soon every single step that I walk to the door, just like more water, more water. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, this is happening. And I go to the bathroom and I'm like, yep, yep, this is it. This is, it's really happening. So it wasn't like the TV where they're like a big a gush, gush of water. I hate that. It's not it a gush. It was not a gush of water at all. I'm like, it, it felt like I was peeing myself, but hey, I don't Sometimes remember. it doesn't even break and your baby comes. See? So. Yeah. And on TMI, like... Some moms know this, but sometimes you don't have control over your situation your bladder, down there, your bladder. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you do trickle on yourself a little bit. You have a punching bag, and yeah. then you trickle. So I was like, is this me trickling? So that happened. And then Darius Media is like freaking out. He starts like going up the stairs. I just love men, how they like. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he like goes upstairs and I can hear him like going upstairs like. Going up and down, up Why? and down. Because he didn't pack his bag. Oh, cute. Me, I'm ready. Bailey's oh, yeah. bags packed, my bags packed. I'm good. He's like, going from the laundry, like back to the room, like trying to get all these clothes situated. And I'm just like, babe, it's fine. Like, I'm just like completely calm. She was calm. so chill. I'm completely calm. And I'm like, I'm going to call Hillary now. <laughs> and so I call Hillary. And then I don't remember from that point. I know you were sleeping. I was, um, it's so funny because I usually go to sleep really late. And I went to sleep really early, and I fell asleep like really deep. Mm-hmm. And I remember my husband hearing me talk, and he was like, "Babe, you sounded like a mess." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, that's horrible!" Because usually I just I wake up, you know, you're a mom, you hear something, you just wake up. <laughs> but I was so into my sleep that that night, it's insane. You and were I was super like, calm and chill, though. You were like. Because I remember you were telling us, like, oh, Darius wanted to go to the hospital. Yeah. I wanted to stay. Okay, yeah. And yeah, then, we were there. And you were like, you know, um, it's up to you at this point. You're going to do the same thing home that well, you're, you're going to do in the hospital. hospital. You're going to be sitting and waiting. So. But I feel like I said that so many times. And my husband <laughs> was like, you repeated the same thing, like, three times. And I'm like, yo, like, why am I not fully awake right now and he's like wake up babe wake up and i'm like i'm waking up okay and i usually have my bags ready by like week 35 i have my clients week 35 obviously i have my doula bag ready and my snacks already packed my my the snacks that i don't have to like cold ones you know and then right before the baby comes or i have to go to the client i pick up my fruits and i and i put in my bag and i go so i got dressed really quick and i got out the road and it's funny because on my way towards um, her house. We live like 15 minutes away from each other. And I realized that my gas tank was empty. And I called my husband like, you freaking little freaker, like you left the car and eat and I have to stop and get gas. And what if she goes into labor? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then it's funny, because I don't know if I told you this, but the pump that I got on wasn't working. So it took my money. So now I had to go to wow, another pump. another pump. So and then it took my money again. Oh, my God. It was God. like I changed pumps three times. And I told her, like, this is not my time. Like, this is not the way that it was supposed to be. Yeah. Whatever. So then I get here. And you can we continue. Then I'll okay, say my yeah. side. <laughs> so, as, so, yeah, she tells us that she's on her way. So then I just chill. Um, and then, again, my water doesn't stop um, yeah. coming down. Like, mm-hmm. it came down, like, three more times after that. And it was funny because I took a shower shower which he was like freaking out I was like don't take a shower don't do anything like you know um you don't want to mess anything up right now the babe is here Darius <laughs> so he's gonna tell his side of it too so what was your initial when my water broke they can hear you okay. when your water broke I was like uh like oh shit let, let, let's let's go time <laughs> let's go time 
And then so, I was like, it's fine. I was taking my nail polish off my toes. She was doing He came upstairs. He was like, what are you doing? And I'm just like. Oh, yeah, she was just. Uh, I'm like, we got um, time. She wasn't like really worried about it too much. And this is my first time going through it. So I thought we had to go as soon as your water broke. I remember her telling me she didn't want to be sitting around the hospital in the Waiting. hospital bed all cooped up, waiting to give birth, so she wanted to chill at home, which is cool, but me and my nerves, <laughs> it's, it's time to go. When it's time to go, we got to go. <laughs> so he was just like, I could just tell him, like, when you came through the door, I had my first contraction. That's so funny. So 11.30, my water broke. You came in, I think, around 2. Or was it No. close to Oh, one o'clock. It was around one o'clock. Around one thirty. Yeah, one one thirty. Yeah, we chilled. Yeah, so well, we sat and chilled. We, we got to go. We got something again. We was in Tampa. The, the, I did. Know? I did. I talked about that. Oh, yeah, about I told that. How, mm-hmm. the, how the car ride was the longest car ride. Yes, I just kept on moving forward. I was like, like what the getting heck? away from you? Where is this exit? <laughs> yeah. Car ride so long. I said it. I said. I'm like, what? We both looked at each other like, dang, like, long. Who was being prepared for the birth of, of Zoe. <laughs> That's so funny. And then uh, we got home and I was trying to actually put the car seat in the car. And I, I didn't know how to work the car seat for some reason. The car seat was difficult. So she came out to the car <laughs> and was trying, to help, was trying to help me with it. And um, her water broke. I was like, wow, okay, it's time to go. Let's, let's ride out. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't really panicking, but I was panicking. So she went to change clothes and got in the shower or whatever. But, I guess she wanted to. She wanted to do that, all this stuff with her toenail polish. I'm like, man, if you don't come on, like, what are you doing? Like, Stop. Like, we gotta go. Like, why are you taking your toenail polish? Is that important right now? Yeah, <laughs> it really is important. I'm gonna be sitting there, and all the people are gonna be looking at me, like, look at this girl's toes. Like, no. The whole time I'm, I'm wondering, like, what if something happened? The water broke. I don't want nothing to get in there and she get infected or something like that. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I guess. But, Makes she, sense. she was chill, trying was to super chill. do her toenails and her fingernails and <laughs> read books and all that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was trying to be super trying calm. to get him um, a little distracted, so he was playing PlayStation, Xbox. Yes, I did. I'm like, sit and play your game. Hillary's on her way. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, play yeah, your I'm, game. Hillary's on her way. All good. I'm all antsy the whole time. Like, um, okay. yeah. He has his jacket on. He's like ready to go. I got, Shoes I got bags on. Pack. Everything's packed. Ready to go. <laughs> And the so moment then, that you, you said, okay, let's go, he was like, phew! He jumped up. He like, all right, let's go. We're going. Yep, but, um, so yeah, when you came through the door, I had my first contraction, and that's when you started, um, what you call it? Timing, timing them. Yeah. You started timing them. Um, so my contractions were, what, four or five minutes apart? Yeah. They were not so close, but they were close enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're already in labor, you know, because your water broke. Yeah. So... Like, okay, it's going. Mm-hmm. But I think the time that I said, okay, we should go, is you started getting kind of uncomfortable on the couch. Like, yeah. you were super laid back. She was, like, belly out, just laying on her back in the what? couch, straight chilling. Just laying there. And then she started kind of turning side yeah. to side and complaining a little a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, okay, it's time to go. I think at that time it was, like, yeah, 2 o'clock. Yeah, the first contraction. I thought you had one before she got there. No, I had my first one as soon as she was... Maybe that you felt. She was... Yeah, but I felt. She was walking through the door. The first one I felt. She was walking through the door. And so then... Then you were like, all right, at this point, do you want to go to the hospital? And then he jumps up. She was like, yes! Let's go. He's like, ready, let's go. So then I remember getting in the car. Oh my gosh, I love this story. And... It's like my favorite birth. (laughs) 
We didn't, we didn't have time to do anything. We didn't have no, no, no time, nothing. So we got in the time. car, she was still having contractions. Like I didn't call my mom, I didn't call my dad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was, the lights was pissing me off. Like, these oh my gosh, lights. if anyone has driven down 192, um, going towards Celebration Hospital, that's where I gave birth. If anybody <laughs> has hit every it's, single light. Too many damn lights on that, on that hospital. <laughs> it's only too many when we're in a rush like this. Literally, we hit every single light every going down. Every single light. Every single one. Every last one of them. And he was getting so pissed. Like, I could tell that he, at one point, he wanted to just run through them. And yeah. I'm like, it's fine. Especially when I was um, having my contractions. Because I, at that point, they were three minutes, two minutes, three minutes, yeah. two minutes, I'm, three I'm minutes, two minutes. She rubbed your belly, telling you everything gonna be all right. Yeah. I still remember the song. You. You, you had a song playing. Um, it was Ken, uh, Share My Life. Yes. And I was just like, I was crying. He doesn't know that I was crying, but I was like crying. I'm like, oh my God, like baby's coming. Like, this is it. It's happening. Yeah, but it's really happening. So then we pull up to the um, hospital. Like at 2.35. Yes. Because I got there at 2.43. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, we get to the hospital. I go up to the admin. She's trying to ask me questions and in between me having contractions. And I'm just like, girl, like, I already pre-registered. Why are you asking me these questions all over mm -hmm. again? But whatever. Which I, which I which I which I might get like they told me pre-register so you don't have to do this but then I had to do it even though I pre-registered. And but. I I want to stop you there really quick. Mm -hmm. That's maybe a little weird, but it's um I get frustrated sometimes with that procedure or those steps before getting into the hospital because when you're in labor that's like the last thing you're you're thinking, thinking of. of no and then. If you get into more details, when you're in labor, we don't want you to be using your executive brain. Like the executive brain needs to shut off and you need to use your instincts. That yeah. way you're like, you're, you're you, get in tune, you get in tune with your body. Exactly, but if you have to use that part of your brain, like yes, my birthday is September 21st and my social is, then yeah. you're not really connected. Mm -hmm. Connection is really big with your mind and your body. And then you start thinking, think about the pain because oh, you're trying to, trying to make these decisions and whatnot. Um, then we go to the, what is it called? The triage, is that what it's called? Um, where they the not the triage the room yes, where they, they checked in yeah it's just yeah the triage right the before yeah right beforehand room <laughs> so I do remember going in there and I I know now but I didn't do at that moment I should have called my mom and my dad but I was well you know we, in pain. we got to the hospital at two forty three right yeah so I have pictures with time which is great yes. and at three oh six we are in the triage room okay there you go. Right, so and, room. and it seems like it was getting really intense there. Yes, it was. super intense. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. That's when I started turning in the thing because I would you could feel the pain in my back. I do remember that. And the yeah, doctor she, came in checked and it. checked you, and she whispered, "Oh, the head's right there." She was like, "Oh, I see hair." Yep, she said, "I see hair." And then she asked you at that point, "Do you want to get the um, epidural?" And they're like, you don't have that much time. And yeah. You try and decide. <laughs> and we looked at each other like, like um, dude, <laughs> she said she sees hair. <laughs> Your baby's hair. And then from that point on, I think they took you to the other room. Yeah, which they told me to put my gown on. Yeah, they told you to put your gown on. And that's when you, that's broke, when you broke down. Started. That's when I broke down. I broke, broke down, down in the bathroom. Me, you broke down to me in the bathroom. I was like holding on to him. I felt... So heavy, like I couldn't help her. I couldn't. Oh. It was just something that she had to do on her own. Mm -hmm. I actually cried after after this. I cried oh, after. Oh no! Because I couldn't have her do nothing. And she was just. I was. I, was I shaking. could tell she was in pain. She was shaking. She was scared. 
that really, I think I that was one of the most that was the most strongest contraction I've ever felt. I was holding on to him in the bathroom. In the bathroom. When you sat and down, it, when I I sat down and, and I went to stand up to put my gown back on, and it just hit me, and I was just like, I, I remember oh. I asked you, I was like, do you want to get the epidural in the bathroom? I did. And like yeah. Then we went out. They're like, nope, it's too late. I'm like, damn. Yeah. She came. <laughs> I was. I didn't want to into and. I, I didn't want to get into their space. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like I didn't do anything in this labor. And this will be, I think, my third labor that I feel like I didn't do much because I'm not there to do a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, But you guys had your moment in the bathroom, right? And then and I came out the, the bathroom. The nurses were coming, and then she's in the bathroom. What's she doing? She's putting her gown on. Okay, mm -hmm. is she okay? She's in the bathroom with her husband. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then when you came out and you put your your arms around my, my shoulders, yep. and I said, just lean on me. I said, you got this, just lean on me. And she proceeded to say, I think I gotta push, I gotta push. Why do I have to push? Why do yes, I have to push? Because I, it just, my legs buckled. Yeah. And I didn't buckle my legs. That was my legs buckled. I 325. Was like, so 243 hospital, 306 tri triage, 325, she has to push. I have to push. And I literally was like, I my legs, I was like, my legs buckled. At that point, I was like, okay, my body is doing everything too for fast. me, too fast. And I started freaking out. I yes. was just like, I'm not ready. Like, I guess it just, it didn't register. It didn't register to me. Like my body was doing something else. And my mind was like, wait, we just got here. And that's when I, when you go back to the executive part of your brain, like you are thinking too logically right mm -hmm. now. And right now you just have to think, not really think. think and just yeah. kind of let go. Just let go. And, and, I, and I wouldn't let go. That's the thing. Yeah. And I felt helpless to be honest. I, I spoke about this with my doula and I said I felt like I didn't do my job correctly because I couldn't get her to calm down. That's true. So yeah. then when the doctor said tell her to look at her look husband at and I said okay look at, at Darius then she was able to calm down. Mm. It went up pretty quick again. <laughs> she would come back down and they would tell you you need to breathe and I would try to remind her you need to breathe you need to breathe because you're giving your baby oxygen. Yes. There was a point that I you breathing. weren't really breathing. Mm -hmm. And the doctors were like, she needs to breathe. And I'm oh like, God. I'm telling her. I don't think she's listening. <laughs> but. I, I think you did a good job. You said you, you didn't feel like you did anything. I think you did awesome. Thank you. You did a really good job. I wouldn't have did that, been able to do that by myself. Now I know I can culture through it. But without you, it would have been pretty difficult. I think you did a good job. Yeah. I remember laying in the bed I and I'm like. I did my best to, to try to. Uh, encourage you. Yeah, you did. You both family. did awesome. And like she said, I just feel like look, I just feel like um, it all ha it happened too fast for you to be able to register. Yes. Or allowing yourself to register. Because what that was at three twenty five that I three twenty five um, you kind of came out of the bathroom and we're in bed about to push and then three thirty six baby was on your belly. I remember and they Darius said was at three thirty-three. I had her, and yeah, it was quick. It was super quick, and I remember the ladies. Um, there were so many people in the room holding her down, trying to hold me down because I was—I literally was freaking out. And then I remember saying, "I'm scared. I'm scared." Yeah. And you then you—you you looked at me. You said, "What are you scared of, Cassandra?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Hillary on one side, you had me on the other side." Yeah. And you're like, "What are you scared of?" And I was like, "The pain." And we spoke about the ring of fire. And I don't know if you remember that part. Too I much. don't remember. I think it just went. It was fast. It was fast. I just remember her hands. I, I remember her hands inside me. TMI, guys. But I remember her our, our pressure at one point, and that's what hurt. Yeah. I don't know if it was the ring of fire, but I just remember her hands at one point. And that's when I was just like, 
I was like, I was like, ah, it's like it was a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot. Now, what? How do you think? Like, if you guys decide to have another baby in the future, what? What would you guys like to do? Like, what would you do differently? I don't know. I said um, I did the natural. You said we, we said we didn't do the natural. Yeah, I said I did the natural. That was fine. That was one for the books. I did, did it. it. I can say I did it, and I guess the next time I'll go and get the damn epidural <laughs> <laughs> and lay there and chill and just chill and right? just sit and wait, whatever. But I don't know. I just it was so quick mm-hmm. because afterwards you were fine. It was oh good. my god, it was good. It was great. I wish you guys could see those videos. She was like chilling. Afterwards, it was fine. Like nothing. And my, okay, so having an epidural labor and then having a natural labor afterwards, completely different. Oh, yeah. Um, When I had the epidural, I hurt more afterwards. I was super sore. Um, My legs were super sore. This time around, just pushing and then just being whatever. I feel like... They, my my body snapped back quicker yeah. than yeah. the epidural. You know when you push on your epidural. Yes, because when I had the epidural, I didn't know what I was pushing. Where to push. I didn't and know how to push. More. I hurt myself more. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't feel anything. You're numb. Exactly. So when I'm natural, the the you feel the surge. You feel yeah. when you have to push. Yeah. You feel when you're not having a contraction versus having a contraction. Like yeah. you feel it all. So I get it. I understand now the whole like waves. They talk about like mm-hmm. your waves, like the contraction is a wave and then it settles. Yeah. It's just like the beach. You get hit by a wave and then you're waiting for the next wave to come. Yep. That's how contractions are. So being numb, you don't know when the waves are coming, mm-hmm. but I, I understood that now and I understood the pain. So my snapback from like, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about snapback as in my body. I'm talking about snapback of the, the situation down there, my <laughs> vagina and all that. It's a much it, it, different. It went, it went, it was amazing. I was good. I wasn't in pain. I wasn't hurting. None of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think that also had to do a trigger with um, my breastfeeding and latching on and all that mm-hmm. with baby. Um, Atina didn't latch on to me that much in the hospital. And I don't know if that was an effect from the epidural or any of that. So they do say that when you it does go into the baby's bloodstream, so it causes a sleepy baby. I I I thought that because yeah. when I was with when I had Zoe, I was like, wow, she's really doing her she's thing. She's alert and she was she, alert. She was super alert. Now when I had Atina, Atina was screaming a lot. A, I mean a lot. Like she would not stop screaming for the first 13 minutes of her being born. Zoe wasn't screaming. She was just like, she was chilling. Ah. Oh, her little cat. She sounded yeah. like a little cat. Yes. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I'm like, is it because one had one was was with the drugs and then one didn't? Because Zoe was super calm, like, ah, ah. like not even like crying, crying. So and she was she she knew exactly what to do yeah. with the book. <laughs> she did. She so did. and it also comes to play with you as a person too. Um, you were younger with Atina. Yes, it was. Um, you were more scared. You didn't know. You really didn't know what to do. Yeah. What to do? And this time around, um, and I say to my husband all the time about Mia, I was I had to become a mom with Mia mm-hmm. rather than I chose to be Your mom with a mom. Not like you know what I mean. You know like, what I mean. Yeah. It was a choice that we made to have another baby. Yeah, with Ayla. Mm-hmm. So we, you prepare yourself. Yes. You know, as for with Mia, I was just like, oh, you're gonna have to do this. You have another choice. Mm-hmm. Wow. What were your other thoughts on the birth? Just being a dad on the whole thing, just being a dad. It's, it's life changing. Completely life changing. You look at things in a whole different way, a different perspective. It's like now, I'll do anything for Zoe. 
Mm -hmm. Anything to protect her, anything to, to help her be successful, you just want to protect her. emotional no no it's it's so nice to see that and he was like it's so funny because you know right after the baby's born you want to do like the golden hour when you have the baby on mommy's breast yeah and he was like, like is it my I, turn yet yeah when am i getting my turn is it my turn yet my turn my turn when can i hold her when can i hold her i've been i've been wanting to be a dad for a long time i've been waiting on on, on baby zone for a long time so when she got here like I just wanted to have her all to myself. Like she's mine. He did. Give to me. She's mine. Mm -hmm. Still to this day, she looks like me and I'm going to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he won't give me no credit. Oh, None. That's, 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 that's daddy poo poo. Okay. But no, I laugh because I even remember um, he would talk and ask the doctors, like, so why can't I hold her? When can I get a golden hour? Like, he was asking, and like... you should. You can. And he was saying that. He's like, so when do I get to... Um, so he's like, so she gets on her uh, chest, and then that's for how long? Like, he was well, literally well, 60 asking. 60 minutes, right? My turn. <laughs> and it's skin to skin at any moment with dad or mommy. So mm -hmm. that skin to skin, skin yeah. is so big for, like, everything internally for mm -hmm. them. Um, but... It, I, I said, I this is a uh, labor that I talk about all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, it was incredibly fast. Went to zero to 100 real quick. Um, there's a word for it, and I'll find it. I always I always forget the word for it, for these types of labor. And when you read upon it, I, I follow this lady on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's always posting stuff. But when you read upon these about these kind of labors, most of the moms say the same thing. My body was going a one, million miles. Yeah, it was going like one. Like my brain could not. My brain did register. not register. Mm -mm. It took them by But surprise. my body knew what to do. Because when my legs started buckling, I said, "Why do I have to push?" Like, like instantly, your body's gonna try to squat mm -hmm. to make the baby come out. Like that's just the. Yeah. That's just what your body does. It like literally tells you what to do. And I was like, I laughed because I remember that the the nurses were still asking me questions. They were still trying to like, you know, yeah, I didn't have it. She was trying to process you in and all that. Yeah, she's still trying to process me and whatnot. And when I said, I, why do I have to like push? That's when they like, they threw all the, the, all the yeah. paperwork out of the way. They were like, okay, get her on the bed. Let's go. Like, I don't know. I didn't have and my wristbands on. Ran. I remember because that weekend was a really eventful weekend for me. I had back to back. Oh, you every did. Day. I birthed Friday, Saturday, too. Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember coming back on Sunday, on Saturday, and they were talking about Oh I had a birth last night and I had to run up through the stairs and I almost didn't make it and I just ran in and I'm like, oh my god, that's Cassandra. <laughs> I was there, I remember. Because she came in running, Doctor. Yeah. She came in running and she, then she was good. Too. She was really good. She's really good. She has really good um uh, reviews. She was she was awesome, and the the lady before her, I don't remember her. There was a black lady, I don't know what. That's she the one was. I'm talking about. Her, okay, yeah, and then the other lady came yeah, in after. Yeah, the team. Yeah, so pretty interesting. Really good labor and delivery, guys. Um, it was a great experience. I think what people don't talk about is um having a doula and what, why is important. I honestly think having that person or have that voice. Um, for you to give you your options to tell you what's happening next um i didn't i didn't have that with atina so with atina's birth i had 10 people in the room with me i had my mom my grandma my my grandpa um my dad that. we made a list of who you wanted to yeah room. i, I like, did it i had made a list i had my aunts i had 10 people in the room with me but none of those people knew the steps or the process like they've all been mothers, yes. They've all mm -hmm. done things, you know, differently. But n having someone like, you know, 
tell you. For example, I remember being in the triage room and the lady saying I'm six centimeters dilated. And then you said at that point, you're like, okay, at this point, you can give, um, I was like, how long does that take? Oh, no, I think you asked her. You said, how long does it take her to get to 10? And you said, oh, it, it can, can happen. happen. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen a, a couple hours from now. Or, or it can, can happen, happen right, right now. Right now. As we speak. <laughs> but having that reassurance of you like telling us like, okay, what's happening next? That to me, I, I liked because doctors don't do that. They just want to come in and just fix do it, yeah. or do or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't really prep you. So I think having a doula is amazing for the prep part, as well as um, when I was preclamptic, you told me what they were gonna do, mm-hmm. what they were going to say. Um, for my high blood pressure, you gave me alternative methods than mm-hmm. just going to grab medicine. Um, you just, you helped me a lot throughout my pregnancy, the labor, and then after effect, especially when I was breastfeeding. Um, they told me to, um, when, what was it? They told you something weird. They told me something about um, that basically I wasn't giving her enough and to 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 use formula. What was oh jaundice, 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 which all babies I feel like have yeah. jaundice. I mean, you've been in a baby that's been in a belly for that long. Of course, they're not gonna be the same color, but whatever. So so ja- with the jaundice, it has to do with like the bilirubin, that's bilirubin, in the system, yes. and they have to they have to let go of that. So if they have high amounts of it, it can be really dangerous. I I know of a person that baby came home normal. And like a week later, the his jaundice. jaundice got so out of control. He was like seizing, and wow. it was like the extreme cases. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, formula isn't the first step to which is what they And like I do. said, and I always say, I want to say this now. When I first started my journey, I was anti-formula, and I'll be completely honest. I, I was like, there's no need for it. There's no need for it. But then as I continue to learn, oh, some situations, like, hey, moms need a break too. You know. Um, and some situations call for it. Mm-hmm. I had a client where, I had a client about two months ago where baby wasn't peeing, baby, baby was like two days home birth, two days old, wasn't peeing, wow. looked a little yellow. Mm-hmm. We worked on latch, and at the end I said, you know, I want, I looked at her, asked her for her history with health, and we, I knew there were some thyroid issues, and there's only like, there's only about 2% of women that can't breastfeed, mm-hmm. physically. It's thyroid or underdeveloped breast tissues that always ties with thyroid when they get older, when Mm. they were younger. And that was her case. So in her point, I said, right now you need to give them formula because you need to get your baby to eat. Yeah. So you had someone needs to go go to the store right now to feed your baby. That way the baby. And then we have a group where they um, my doula has a group on Facebook where we it's all mostly her clients or people that she's mentored and they share breast milk. And I know it's hard for some people because you're like, I don't know that person's clean, you know? But you're not gonna get it from just anybody, you're someone that Mm -hmm. you know. And that helped her too because baby's getting formula, but he's also getting breast milk. milk. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the Billy Rubin, it's a matter of just feeding. Mm -hmm. You know, well, my baby is two days old and he just wants to be on my breast. Well, that's what he's supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. because that's the way of the body being able to get rid of the toxins if it's still in the baby's body. Mm-hmm. So going out to the sun in early morning, like I told you, yeah. early morning sun, vitamin D, it clears away that bilirubin. It pierces through the skin, it starts breaking it apart. I remember that. Breastfeeding. You, you would take her out. And, that's so, and it's so intimate. I loved doing that with Ina. Just going to our balcony and just putting her to the sun. It was just like a, in her diaper, it was just mm-hmm. really intimate, you know? But um, I, I, I get frustrated because sometimes I think our system 
whether it's doctors, pediatricians, whatever it is, it's fear-based. Yes. And I know it's because they want to get you the information about what could happen, but then you have the other side of percentages what won't happen. I, I cried because um, I remember, okay, she was cleared with the Billy Rubin in the hospital. She was fine. She went to her first pediatrician appointment, which was what, the, the day after, and then... Um, <clears throat> She said the jaundice level um, was high. But in my case, I felt like it wasn't that high. It was, what, a 13? That's the number I was thinking. I think so it was 13. It was yeah. a 13. And isn't it supposed to be a, they want it to be a 15 or something like that? Um, no, it's is. lower. Or lower. What, what so was it? So 11 and up, it's a little bit like, hmm. So yeah, so she is at thirteen. She was like, Correct me if I'm wrong, she was like, you need to. She's like, you need to go get formula, feed the baby formula. You need to do a vitamin something drops and da da da. Vitamin D drops. Vitamin D drops or whatever. And I'm just sitting there, and I was in my kitchen. I, look, I still have a little formula little packet thing. That it was so Infamil sent them their little samples. You know they're not supposed to do that. Really? They're not supposed to send formula, like free That's formula. Funny. They're not supposed to do that. Well, I had got, I, I don't know how they got my information, but I'm assuming like, you know, baby registries and yep, stuff like that. that's exactly how it is. So I had got that in the mail. So I was like, okay. And I was about to open it up and I'm like crying. And I remember you came into the um, the kitchen. I don't know what you said to me. You said something, you probably reassured me some way. <laughs> but I just was like, <clears throat> I felt I couldn't give her what she needed. Like, I honestly felt like, oh, my breast my breastfeeding um, journey is over. I have to I have to, put, to give her a formula. Like, I was, like, going through my mind. We didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't end up doing it. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to give her the formula. And I ended up just continuing breastfeeding and then took her outside a couple times. And then the next appointment, she was fine. Yep. So I was like... They're scaring me for nothing. Like they were, and it sucks. They were like know? really, they really got to me. Like yeah, because then you you're already in this very um, vulnerable state. Vulnerable state. Your emotions and your your hormones are freaking everywhere, and then you're trying to navigate this new motherhood, fatherhood, and then you get all of this craziness on top of and it. And they're telling you what to do, not yeah. giving you options. They're telling no. you what to do. I spoke about that last night when I did my starting solids live mm -hmm. live. Um, I read somewhere, somebody posted something and a mom wrote under it and she said, oh, um, I had to go talk to my pediatrician, ask him for permission to feed permission. my son. And I said, hold up. You don't need permission. You need to ask for permission. And that's what people feel. Moms are like, I got to ask him when I can start doing this. No, baby, that's your baby. Yeah. You know your baby better than anyone in this world, you know? I'm going to show you something. I'm actually going to post this too on um, IG because I found it hilarious. Um, it was 1960s and it was the actual um, slip that they gave to moms, oh, yeah. moms and dads um, of how to feed the baby. And I'm talking, they said orange juice, tea, and this is like within like the few weeks that they gave birth. So if in the 60s they were giving sure. the baby sugar, like I think we're fine. I think we're doing okay, no, guys. And you look forward. You said that's the 60s, right? My father-in-law was pregnant. Yeah, my mom, my dad. My mom, your dad. Most of the adults that we have in our lives were born in that time. That's why they're messed and up. Then, I'm just kidding. There it is. No. <laughs> most that's of the why. adults, we have a high, a high, high percentage here of diabetes and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and that's why. the beginning. It says here, your baby's formula, it says um, 13 ounces pet evaporated, evaporated milk, milk, 20 ounces of water, two level tablespoons of Cairo, Cairo, Cairo which is syrup. syrup, 
So they, they mixed that up and that was formula. That's what they fed the baby. That's horrible. Pet evaporated milk, water, and basically <laughs> syrup. And then it says here, you feed the baby every three to four hours on, on demand. demand. They give the baby water at least twice a day. You give um, the baby tea, one to two ounces once a day. Vitamins at 10 days. So at 10 days old, you can get the vitamins. And then orange juice at three weeks. One tablespoon of orange juice, one right tablespoon now. of water. But you know what? I think and it sucks. And that we, was we, we 1960. Evolved. You we evolved, I mean? yes. We work forward and we see the, the rules. But then most of us are stuck in that mentality. Yep. Our parents are, most some of them, our grandparents at uh -huh. least are. And they oh, want to just give them a little bit of this and a little bit. And then you look forward. I love, remember my, my mom and my dad talking about like get the baby rice and beans in the mm. bottle and stuff like that. It's funny, that. It's but hilarious. that's what they did. Yes. They're joking about it now, but that's exactly what they did, you know? But no. And it's, <clears throat> it's it sucks to hear that and to see it, but then you feel like, what I think, and I, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it, I don't care. I, I get a little upset because it's like, if I don't say, okay, go ahead and do formula, then I'm bashing a mom with this formula. Yeah. Like I've gotten that on my on my Instagram. Really? I've messages of like, you're just mom hating or mom bashing. Or mom and shaming. I'm like, mom no. shaming. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa now. Like, I'm just saying like, don't you want what's best for your baby? Baby, yeah. And you say, I'm gonna give my baby what's best, right? I'm gonna buy the most expensive car seat and I'm uh -huh. gonna have the best stroller and I'm gonna have the best this, but then oh, I don't want to, I don't wanna do this. I'm just gonna formula. If like, you look back and you think about it, and this is like for another podcast, formula is not regulated at all. I, you know looked, I, mean? I looked at the back of the ingredients and I was looking at all the the stuff that I can't pronounce. Yeah. All the ingredients, I'm like, okay. Like for like dog food, in order for them to sell dog food, a company, an industry, it has to be, they have to be this it has to be the same recipe every single time. So every single time there's a dog food made, it has to be the same recipe, the same amount. Not without formula. formula. No. Amazing. And it's and they're trying to make it better, obviously, but Reason. then... So I believe it. And it sucks. And it goes with other stuff, too, but it's like, you know, like, Taboo. if you want to give your baby the best, then really try, you know? If you're struggling, ask for help. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with asking for help. And I said that, too, when I was with a te with Tina, I wish I would have um, had a little bit more knowledge. I didn't have as much knowledge. My mom didn't breastfeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she she was like, no, it hurt. Quickly went to formula with uh, Atina. Um, it was my, my milk was delayed, and then when I did try, her lash was like, no, I want the bottle. Cause my mom, my mom went and bought mm -hmm. formula. She's like, that baby hungry, she needs yeah. milk or whatever. So I just, I was like, well, okay, well, we have formula, that's it. But this time around, I didn't bring it into the house, there so it, is. it wasn't it's an option. It's not available. It's not yeah, exactly. it wasn't an option. So then I was like, I really tried, and it's hard. I'm not gonna it's, lie, it's so hard. It's super hard. It still hurts sometimes. Where. It hurts for like the first minute and mm -hmm. then it, 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 it's good. Yeah. But then again, Zoe be like chomp, trying to chomp like through. <laughs> but, yeah. So I don't know. But it, even what, a little what, bit, even going back to that really quick, sorry. I don't want to say like, oh, because you formula fed and not breastfed your bad mom. Yeah, no. no. Do what works for you. Exactly. And any little bit counts. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The beauty about that with breast milk is that it's so catered to your baby that any little drop an ounce, two ounces a day, two ounces a day, and the rest of you formula, mm -hmm. it builds their system, and it's all about keeping them healthy. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all about it. Yeah. So what advice do you have for any new mamas? Ask for help. I ask love for it. Help. Um, ask for help. Don't feel bad if, um, if it doesn't work out at first. Ask for help. Reach out to 
moms, look for support groups in the area. Um, there's a, a breastfeeding support group on Wednesdays on the at the Osceola Health Center. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if for example, like I didn't have the means to say I'm gonna have a lactation counselor or consultant come to me, mm-hmm. so it took me a while, and I, I went to the to the meetings at the Osceola Health Department on Wednesdays, and um, just it's a lonely time. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it's lonely. Yep. Because once baby's here, it's all about baby. Mm-hmm. And then mom gets pushed Protect, kind of to the back. Yeah. It's like, how and are you doing, mom? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to say, hey, someone got my baby so I can go take a nap or I can go breathe or think for myself. It's funny you say that because you say ask for help and I don't do that. We tend not to. Yeah, she doesn't ask for help at all. I tend to have to take her, take Zoe from her sometimes. Now you go, go upstairs, go sleep, take a nap, take a bath. And that's and a I love, and I, I And I love him for that because yeah. I didn't have that before. Yeah. And, so you know um, both sides. And you know how it could be. Yeah. So I just, it's okay to want a break. Oh, and yeah. I know a lot of, I, for me, for me, I have mom guilt. I feel like me, mm-hmm. me, get, make, me giving a break, I feel like I'm not doing my momly job mm-hmm. or whatever. But I have to realize that like, I'm only one person. Exactly. I'm only one person and we have a partnership. So we're supposed to share in that, you know? Exactly. He's, he's her father, you know? So I should, I, 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 I should. I Don't need me. to, I need to let him, you know, be a father. And I need to let him, you know, do that. And it's super hard on it me is hard. because for example i remember you were like go upstairs don't come down oh. <laughs> and he's like give me the baby mm. and i was just like i'm fine i'm fine he's like no go upstairs and don't come down i'm like she be dead to the world still trying to keep, keep on chugging <laughs> hey that's part of what we do as moms we keep going and i think we get burnt out yeah and then when we're burnt out we keep on going, going. and it's like yes. no mom you need to stop he did, and I'm, I'm happy he did that. And what? And of course, when you had her, she slept for hours. Beautiful. Just beautifully. <laughs> Me upstairs, just like, what in so, the world? Sometimes I get yeah. lucky. Sometimes she, 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 she stay up and she chill with me or she scream. So help, is, help is big. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Help is big. And, I like that. And even like with tapping into like the doula side, Yes, birthing, it's a natural experience, it's a normal experience, it's gonna. It's something that we've done for a million years, but we don't really have anyone coaching us through it, Correct. You know, or telling mm-hmm. us, this is what's gonna happen next, or this is or this is how you might feel, or, mm-hmm. you know, the steps to it, and it's, I mean, for me, I can't go into any situation not knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. and is that something that you're gonna know what to expect, because every birth is different, mm-hmm. um, Zoe, Zoe, I said it. Yeah. Zoe came early and quick. If you have another baby, it might not be that way. That's very true. Zoe came in um, a month early, guys. So yeah. she came... 36, 37 weeks. Yeah. She came at September 28th, and I was due October 21st. Mm-hmm. So that's almost basically almost a month early yeah. that she came. It's reaching out and looking for advice and help. And, and, and sometimes we're really prone to say, Mom, what did you do? But remember, it's different different timing. timing. It's different. Um, yeah. Everything's different now. My mom, my grandmother was dry. When she gave birth to my father and to her, his brothers, she got injected with something to dry her, t- dry her breast. Milk? Wow. Yeah, that was the procedure back then. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. What? Why? So then when you have that mentality, well, that's what you went through. Mm-hmm. You just give her four months, it's fine. Yeah. Right? And it's nothing bad with it, like I said, but you know, you have other options. So look for help, ask questions, and don't, don't close yourself off in a room and sure. suffer. Because it can be hard. For sure. Do you have any advice for dads? Mm-hmm. I do have advice for dads, uh, especially for ones when the mother is breastfeeding. Oof, yeah. There's probably some dads out there who feels left out. <laughs> oh, so, um, just be patient. You will get your time. That bonding time between baby and mother is very important. Um, it needs to happen. So just be patient. I promise you, you'll get your time. It'll pay off. I do be feeling bad sometimes. He just be like looking at him like <laughs> helpless, like he can't do nothing. It's sometimes cool. he like looks over. You have the bottles, you have the diaper changing. Yes. Make those moments like your moment. Yeah. Like you have songs and cuddles and Yeah, kisses. and they can help in this way versus that way, you know. Patience is it's, big. It's better now. It's just, it was just being the first time down. And in the beginning, it's a lot harder because they are on the rest like hourly. Yeah, it's like, dang, Zola, I can't get no time. Zola. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Um, Definitely. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you guys need to look up um, Hillary's Instagrams, go ahead and say your Instagram. Um, the Golden Latch on Instagram, and the website is thegoldenlatch.com. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and you do doula services? Doula services. I do lactation. Um, we do virtual services for lactation, so mm-hmm. it can be via... It's not FaceTime, it's called Zoom. Mm-hmm. So via FaceTime, if you want to call or, it, yeah. um, phone, email... I do um, just different um, tips, tricks, advice. tips and tricks, and mm-hmm. then I make schedules for you if you're going back to work, just to help you out with pumping yeah. and all that good stuff. And I just listen. Sometimes you can just call me up, Natal, text me, and I'll just mm-hmm. listen because sometimes you just need that. Yeah. She's really good, guys. I'm the telling girl. you. Darius. Yes. I'm so worried. Like, I wonder what Darius thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's really good, honestly. Have you ever had the dad perspective? Like, them tell you? Um, no. Well, yeah, your was, was really no. Well, no. Well, no. Not really. <laughs> not as detailed as this. Not as intimate as this, you know? Like, just. Well, I'm happy that you were able to it was reassure you. You did amazing. Because I didn't have my mom with me. So you were yeah. so funny. Boy. And it's the one I barely, like, I barely touched her, guys. Like, no, but she my was hand, good. The Just, tools are her hands. <laughs> and I barely touched Cassandra. Yeah. You were super reassuring. But that's what I like. I don't like to, if you guys are meshing and you guys are in a zone, I step back and let y'all do your thing. Mm-hmm. That's where it started. That's perfect. Oh, and she took lots of pictures. Which oh, I, I had not one picture. Nothing. I love pictures. I had nothing. Yeah, I, we couldn't do We couldn't do anything. <laughs> she didn't have time to think about pictures. It was so quick. And I literally thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't take a picture. I didn't have anything. And then I send her you send me everything. And I'm like, oh my everything. God. I wish she did everything. She t- I'm like, babe, she took pictures. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> And I love that picture you took of me when he was holding me when I was having my, my contraction. I was like, oh my God, you took pictures. Like, oh, hilarious. But because yeah. you want to look back at those moments. Yeah, you know? I for still sure. look back at my, my. Oh, Zoe's so crying. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. time, it's time. She's Sounds hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, we're going to have another podcast soon. So um, just stay tuned for that. And again, you are you, and that is your superpower. Don't let anyone dull your sparkle. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye.